Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks, here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through Thursday, May 20th, NHL playoff action. DJ, we finally got rid of the regular season, and as a result, we get the Canada teams. How you doing, bud? And uh, are you looking forward to this Tuesday or Thursday slate? Yeah, definitely. It is good to see the Canadian teams at the playoffs. I mean, both of these series, I was really looking forward to seeing Matthews and uh, McDavid. So we're getting some of that at McDavid action tonight. Tomorrow, we're going to have Matthews against a odd looking uh, Montreal Canadian teams but, um, than what I thought it was going to be. So I'm excited to see them, but we're going to get three rematches from the last time we talked on the Mayo Media Network. Uh, we also have done a podcast every day this week, it seems. Um, one on the morning skate, two over here. So if you haven't uh, checked that out, definitely get on over. Matt, are you wearing the morning skate shirt? Is that? No, no, you're not. no okay. it's, it's, it's a buffalo. You, you know, it's a, oh, it's a cool little buffalo. I remember that team. Remember that team? Yeah. Nah, well, I mean, I it's not even, oh. the, it's, not, it's not even the bills. It's like a, you know, whatever, like an oh. actual buffalo. Oh, yeah. Good animal. Cool. Anyways, back on track here. So <laughs> we have four games starting at 630 and going uh, last one starts at 930 on the East Coast. So the NHL actually kind of spreading it out, you know, 637, 730, 930 yep. kind of always keep hockey on. That's always what we want to see a couple bigger money lines uh, in the playoffs here. So we'll get right to it. Matt, how are you feeling? Anything you want to discuss before we get started here? Um, no, I mean, we kind of saw a very hectic opening couple days of the playoffs. Um, the you know, the, the couple days preceding this one have been, you know, a bit more tame, I would say on, um, you know, there's no, I would say barn burner, sort of like the, the Tampa Florida game, for example, in game one was game two was much uh, more chill, I would say. Um, and teams are just sort of falling into their defensive molds. Uh, hopefully a team like Toronto can break that mold, open up the slate a little bit. Um, but you know, it's very tight checking tons of like block shots and just guys diving everywhere. Um, and not a ton of space. So it's been interesting to sort of see that evolve since honestly, since the first game, uh, the second games were just, sort, you know, much more closed off. So I uh, interested to see if that continues here. Um, before we go through the four games, game by game, talking about our favorite bets and DFS plays and so forth. I do want to talk to you a little bit about prize picks. Uh, make sure you head on over to prizepicks.com and use promo code MMN is a Mayo Media Network when you sign up. If you do that, you'll get up to $100 in a match deposit bonus. So, you know, we all like free money. So go do that and uh, it'll support us. It'll support the show and it'll help your wallet as well. Uh, what you do over on Prize Picks is there's a board of players. You know, you go, you see all these players. All you do, you have to pick the over or the under on a given fantasy score. So for hockey, it's super simple. You get three points for a goal, two points for an assist, and a half point for a block, and a half point for a shot on goal. So if you see a number and you like the over, you just take the over. Uh, you can match up to five guys in one entry. And if you get all of them right, went up to 10x your money. So make sure you're heading over there. Use promo code MMN when you sign up. And DJ, where are we going first? We are going to the Battle of Florida, Florida at Tampa Bay. So we're going over from Sunrise to Tampa Bay. Um, like you kind of alluded to at the beginning, the first game was absolutely crazy. All the DFS goodness in the world. Second game, a lot slower. Um, not the huge shots, not the huge fantasy scores that we're used to. Barkov still did Barkov things, um, but Tampa Bay got the win. And, and you know, Tampa's you know, lower kind of tier guys maybe are stepping up a little bit. Uh, Ghani Gord, kind of the the big goal scorer uh, to get Tampa over the edge. So, Matt, how are you feeling about this one off the cuff uh, back in Tampa? Yeah, you know, um, 
I'm, I'm on, the, I'm on the Panthers again, you know, uh, good old Stanley C Panther as, as our buddy, uh, you know, Cam Stewart likes to say, um, it's just Florida's played really well in those opening two games. I know they were in Florida. I know they ended up losing both of them. Um, but you know, honestly, objectively speaking, they did play very well. Um, they also get Sam Bennett back into the lineup after serving his one game suspension. So I'm kind of feeling good about taking the value here at plus 130 on the Florida side. They've dominated the possession, the expected goals in both games. And frankly, Tampa had a couple of good bounces go their way. They got up early and then they just tried to sit on that lead the entire game. And honestly, it probably shouldn't have worked. Uh, Florida got pretty unlucky for large swaths of that game. Um, their power play looked pretty good. and You know, Sam Bennett will only help that. So I'm feeling Florida pretty good here. Um, and also the over on five and a half. I mean, you know, of the series, I know game two is a slightly calmer, um, but it's still, you know, the expected goals were above that. So unless these goalies play out of their mind, I think Florida and the overs where I'm going in this one. Yeah. Uh, I think the the one big note going into this game was the fact that we weren't going to have Sam Bennett and Parkoff played 26 minutes uh, or right around there. Impressive work by him. We should get Sam Bennett back. I, I can't imagine if there's any reason he'd miss. He had the one game suspension that he has served. Uh, Florida did go 11 and seven. So we're not expecting that again. Um, so back to normal for them. And if you're looking over on, on for a prop, prop bet here, uh, Sam Bennett plus 295 to score. I mean, this guy was firing five, six pucks on, on net um, seemingly every single game. He's 5,400 on DraftKings. Uh, just also a guy that blocks pucks. Not, not a crazy, you know, but he he's definitely a guy that will get in front of it. So I really like him just overall. Um, I like Barkoff more, obviously, but if there's any center on this slate that I'm targeting, it's going to be one of those two guys in Florida. I think over anyone on Tampa point, just a little bit too expensive at that price, uh, especially because I'm going to be prioritizing Toronto. It's going to be hard to get that in. Um, Matt, is there anyone else though, maybe at the wing position that you're targeting? Heavily? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to know ahead of time because, you know, with Bennett in, uh, they didn't do this, but when Bennett went out, they went 11 and seven and they actually played Mason Marchman up in Anthony Duclair spot on the top line with Barkov and Verhage. Uh, Mason Marchman, obviously, if he's in that position again, is just in a great spot. Um, you know, he's ended up scoring, had a nice game and just generally looked like he belonged. We know that Anthony Duclair has, you know, uh, been in the doghouse for Quenville, you know, several times. And this sort of just seems like an area where, like, if people aren't going to play Mason Marchman at, like, the minimum salary, uh, then I'm going to go for it. Unfortunately, his goal prop has been juiced up to plus 310. Uh, you know, I'd actually prefer a guy like Frank Trano at plus 335 uh, over Marchman. Yeah. But I think that that's sort of, like, the main source of value. Um, but it is also worth considering on the Tampa side, you know, a guy like Alex Kalorn getting that top power play run. Um, you know, obviously Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman are your main guys there, but at Braden Point getting those, you know, Kucherov one-timers. However, Kalorin is just as likely to pick up a garbage goal, rebound goal. Um, if this game, you know, is up-tempo, he's, he's been pretty involved too. So getting some value at plus 235 on him makes a little bit of sense. And then one more guy, Patrick Hornfist, plus 265. I mean, he's the garbage guy on the power play for Florida. Um, he's never going to be playing, you know, monster minutes at five on five, but every time he's out there, he's got a nose for the net. He 
gets there to 30 areas. If Florida scores, I think it comes through him and obviously it comes through Barkov. Um, so I, I think that's my main thoughts on this game. I might end up going back to guys like Montour and Nudivara okay. if we get confirmed with six defensemen. But if they go 11 and seven again, I'm just jamming in Barkov and I'm loading up on all the pieces of Florida that I can find because I, I think they're all great values in that circumstance. I totally agree. Um, I think everything you just said is pretty much spot on there. And, you know, with, with the lines being what they are, you get Florida at plus 130. I think that's a pretty sharp bet. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm majorly parlaying it because Tampa Bay could definitely get the win. I don't think it would be anywhere out of the realm of possibility. Um, best of we look pretty good in the last one. But with all that being said, are you ready to move over to the, the game? Surprisingly, I must have had the most shots on net by a good margin. Um, yeah. The Pittsburgh at the Islanders now. Are you ready to move over there? Yeah, um, you know, the, these are not your mama's Islanders, I suppose, because, oh boy. You made uh, the that same game joke was, last time, and it's still funny. I mean, look, <laughs> it, like, I mean, I, I said that, and then look what happened. Like, I mean, Jari, I think, had about 55 saves. <laughs> like, have you ever heard of had, Scott Mayfield? I mean, yeah, I mean, the modern-day Brent Burns, you know, they like to say. Um, but no, I mean, really, though, Pittsburgh at the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders are a home favorite, minus 120. You know, I, I get the series is tied one to one, but I'm all in on this Pittsburgh top line. So I, I'm siding with yeah. the Pittsburgh side here. Um, any thoughts on the over or the under, though? I, I really want to say the over just because of how many shots were fired on net. Um, it, it is hard, though, because how many of these were super quality scoring chances? It's a little bit tough to say. So, well, I mean, I'm, seven Scott Mayfield, 200 foot slap shots, you know, like th- that's what I mean. It's like, it's hard. It's hard. I don't know. It, it's so strange. Um, He's due, I would say, for a goal. It would seem. Um, I I would say that I'm, I'm pretty indifferent on it. Um, you could talk me into either way. I think the under is just a little bit. Anytime it's the Islanders, I just think they do such a good job defensively. And really, if they can limit the top line, um, you know, that's the line that's getting a ton of chances. I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to be overly bullish on it, but I do slightly like the under. Um, I mean, what a what a trot move to start um, Varlam off. I mean, they lost, but he looked fantastic. Um, still got 26 drafting points, just doing his job out there. Uh, I, I definitely think if, I, I'm probably going to go back to him again, honestly, at, at 7,900 even. Um, I kind of like the Islanders here, honestly. I think that they, they'll get it done at home. Um, I don't think there's any – I really think this is a pretty good toss-up, and they're only minus one at home. I, I think I just would take that. I know I feel like you're going to go the other way on this, but um, I don't know. That, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I mean, um, I think for me, a spot, like, obviously the Scott Mayfield thing was his, you know, whatever, ceiling of a performance. Um, but something like that sort of was brewing when you sort of dug into, like, the, the the underlying numbers for him against the Penguins, especially on the year. I think on the other side, one guy who that could happen for is Mike Matheson. I know it didn't really work out. He put up zero on, uh, you know, last game. But this is a guy historically who has been a very strong rates guy, a very strong contributor playing, you know, 20 plus minutes a night at 3.2 on DraftKings. I just think he's the sort of archetype of a guy who, you know, you could obviously chase Mayfield or you could chase these other guys who have gotten it done. But I think Matheson's next up if you want like the, you know, the, the random guy who just sort of has a spike night um, feels like he's the one. So 
uh, that's really my only thought, like in terms of guys, I would actually kind of consider myself, honestly, for, for yeah. DraftKings, just because I like all these other games much more. Yeah, um, me too. However, you know, you gotta, you gotta consider Brian Ross sub six K, um, you know, he probably didn't deserve the goal he had, but Hey, you got to put the puck on net. And he's a guy who's, you know, he does that and he does that in bunches. So puts up four shots in each of the first two games of the series, you know, you're looking for one more and a couple points and there you go. I mean, there's your, you know, your DraftKings GPP winner right there. Uh, And he's pretty reasonable. Who had more, who had more shots on goal than him in the past two? It's Jake Gensel. Yeah. Gensel. I, I mean, I think if I'm taking any shot prop, it's his. He's probably one of my favorites of the night to get over two and a half. If you can find him for three, I still would take it. Maybe you'll get a little bit better odds on that. Um, that line has just been really, really good. They've done everything they could to slow it down. But like you mentioned, Rust had four, Crosby had five, and Gensel had seven, as I was alluding to. I'm not sure if I said the number. That is a lot of shots for one line. And <laughs> I just don't really see any reason that you should fade it. Um I think if, if you run multiple lines, you got to have Pittsburgh one in there because they are just a couple from going in, go, a couple of goals going in the net away from breaking the slate wide open. Um, yeah, I mean, they I were. I think it, it's one of the, if, it's probably the second best line of the night, I would say. If instead of uh, catching the puck and trying to throw it down the ice like a, like a shortstop, I mean, Brian Russ literally did that with an empty net. If he puts the puck down, bats it down the ice and puts it in, I mean, you've already got a GPP winner. You know, that's a, yeah, what, right. a 30 point night for him. So it's, so, you know, yeah. it's something that, uh, you know, we're always one bounce away from a huge night and we're always, you know, one bounce away from an epic L. So, uh, you know, yeah. something to consider is, you know, obviously the, the variance will come and it'll go. So, uh, you know, just, just stay at it throughout the playoffs. Any Islanders guys we want to mention? I, I don't know if we, we kind of faded them talking about too. I mean, I think it's kind of the, the same suspects, suspects as last time we podcasted with like Wallstrom and stuff being like, I would say good to Supreme values. Um, twenty nine hundred for Wallstrom getting the minutes and putting you know five shots on goal in the past two. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a good enough rate shooter for me, and he has a good enough scoring upside. Like he has a good shot. It's not like it's just like him shooting the puck from anywhere. He actually has some pretty quality shots. So I can talk myself into him again. He was on the they didn't get a ton of power play run, but he was out there for the the main power play they had. So yeah, I think he's the main the, value guy. Um, okay. you know, you could chase a guy like Eberly and just sort of say, you know, this, this is going to be the bars all night, but that's not really what I do. Um, so I think, you know, if you can find Wallstrom shot props, I like him. Otherwise it's probably just, um, I actually don't even really know because both Pollock and Letty got some time on the power play. So I, I don't know. I, I'm sort of just staying away from the Islanders myself. Yeah. Um, but you know, Are you if for me, Zari, you think. No, I don't think so. For me, it's the Pittsburgh money line. Uh, I'm not overly confident on the, you know, the over, the under, the shot quality, the shot attempts in this game or anything like that. So I'll probably just stay away for the most part. Um, anything else though, before we move on? No, let's get to, I, I'd say my favorite game of the night. Um, it certainly Montreal. will be interesting. Montreal, Toronto. I mean, if you listen to any Canadian of anything podcast, whatever, it's like the first time since I man touched the moon that these teams have faced in the playoffs or something ridiculous. And it's just bitter rivalry that we never see. So I'm excited. Um, I know it's, you know, we're maybe going to be fans back by the series. end. Uh, I know a lot of people have been trying to, you know, dying to go to this game. So uh, I'm excited to watch it myself though. 7:30 start time, Montreal, Toronto, 
First time we're seeing it. Toronto, huge home favorites at minus 205 for any playoff game. This it has to be the most. Um, five and a half over under right now. I definitely like the over. And I mean, I gonna be hard for me to get away from Toronto. I almost guarantee I'll be stacking that entire first line of Matthews, Marner, and Hyman. So Matt, with all that being said by me, how are you feeling initially about this game? And is there any you know DFS angle that you're already kind of in on? I feel good. Um, I want the Toronto uh, total, the team total. I just want to jam it. I mean, Montreal is just shooting themselves in the foot. Like, yeah, they're going to try and play a, you know, muck and grind type game, but Austin Matthews is not really here for mucking and grinding. I think that, I think Toronto just blows them out of the building for game one. I mean, you know, yes, you know, they're saying Montreal, uh, Shea Weber's healthy. They're saying Gallagher's good to go, but you know, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, um, they're, they're also starting carry price. Like it's sort of like, you know, what really are we doing here? Um, there's a lot of unknowns. They're also just healthy scratching. Yes. Very Kokanami and Cole Caulfield. Like I, you know, I, I get it. They're rookies, but at some point you got to play your best players. Um, so I think this one could go very similarly to how Nashville, Carolina went, where Nashville was like, well, we don't need Ely Tolvin in. We're in. And, you know, turns out it didn't really matter because, you know, Nashville is a far uh, inferior team to Carolina. But I think just sort of the 5-2, the, the, the lesson taken, you know, Montreal almost burns to the ground. Then they put up a better effort in game two. You know, maybe that happens. But I think game one, I want all in on this Toronto side. Um like I'm seeing over three and a half at plus money for Toronto. I, I kind of like that. I think that's where I want to go with this one. You could take the over under of the game itself, um, but I don't trust Montreal. So I just sort of want some Toronto action here. Yeah. Um, and as I kind of got to my favorite stack of the night, and I'll just say it now, cause we're not going to say it later is that Toronto one. It all correlates on the power play as well. The practice line for power play they had was Hyman net front with Matthews in his normal spot, Marner on the other side of that, Thornton center, and then Rathbus Sandin actually on the point um, still, which we saw at the end of the year. We were kind of in on it for DFS. He's not been a great rates guy, but you never know in the playoffs. Uh, puck is moving a little faster sometimes, and he could definitely double assist on the power play and be a really good asset at 3.1 in DraftKings. The second unit had the Nylander Tavares with Simmons in front, Spezza and Riley at the point. So if you want to get a little contrarian and you really like the Leafs, um, the Tavares Nylander, I think is, is a pretty nice little value. It's not crazy, um, but Nylander at 5,400 is a really nice price for him. And Tavares just so much cheaper than Matthews at 6,400 that like, if you do that, I think there's decent to good upside there. Um, but, you know, the Matthews, Martyr, Hyman, Sandine stack is probably going to be the, the how I start my lineup. Um, try to get some Pittsburgh in there and then, you know, get some pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful that Toronto rolled out power play units that are basically their five on five units. So I don't need to think yeah. like, what if they score on the power play? Like, what yeah, if, yeah. you know, because they're, they're, they're not going to score on the power play because they haven't scored, you know, I think since the last time these two teams play in the playoffs, it's been since, you know, they scored a power play goal. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's sort of like one of those things where like, yes, it's nice. They're on the same power play unit, but is that really why I'm making that decision? No. Um, so, you know, I, I do like that though. Matthews, Barner, Hyman, um, or the second line to be different for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I get it. So um, give me the over. 
player props you wanted to get to here though because i feel like we should at least do that justice i mean gallagher might i mean at plus 205 to score seems a little bit odd i'm not sure if i could sink my teeth into it myself um just because he hasn't played in so long but it seems fair enough like he has a pretty good rate shooter and they have him on the first power play unit uh with suzuki defoli petrie and perry which doesn't correlate with his line at all but petrie and gallagher is pretty cheap i'd say comparatively to what it used to be 5100 for gallagher is just a good discount um we're also getting shea weber back uh he said he's good to go i can't imagine he misses 4800 for him seems like a fair price for a guy that could hit both bonuses um we mentioned it kind of all year throughout the year that their power play runs through their defense shooting um he's on the th- second unit but they'll run them both with anderson tatar armia and stall net front so there's a lot of value i think and getting some of these pieces of, of Montreal. And, you know, if you think they could somehow win the game, then like, I mean, if you're fading Toronto and you want to get crazy in GPP, price 7,400 isn't anywhere near what I'd call a value. Like if he was, you know, 7K, I might consider it, but not here at this price. Um, but there is value there in a game that I, I really feel like is a good over bet. So is there yeah. anything else or any players you wanted to mention? I tried to give you some time to yeah, I look mean- it over. I'll I'll probably pass because life is far too short to uh, bet on this version of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, but, you know, probably like you're saying, the, the place I would go is to the defense. Um, you know, not only do they have decent shot upsides, but they also could hit the three, you know, the three shots, blocks, whatever. Um, but as far as player props go, no. I'm honestly probably interested in some unders, some no points, you know, things like that, just because I, I don't really see it from them. Um, you know what the, the first guy who jumps to mind maybe a guy like josh anderson or something like that he seems to be a little inflated a lot because of his you know his his scoring streaks um but he's not much of a point getter things like that so do some shopping see what you can find um but i think there's a number of depth guys on montreal who i'm just not about so um we have one more game do you want to just get one over to game. it all right. Yeah, and I think, you know, I would say, I think it might be the one that is going to be the most, like, you have to be fingered to the pulse on the news for the Vegas side for, like, 27 reasons. Um, we did see an injury to Nozick in the last game that took him out, and he didn't end up seeing many minutes at all. That definitely changed what we're seeing on HockeyViz. Um, by the way, if you're newer to the show, we kind of look at HockeyViz a lot and mention little things. Um, if you're not looking at HockeyViz, you should be. It shows you a lot of different visualizations of what we're talking about. So if you're a visual learner and not always an audible or auto, auto, audio learner, then definitely check that out. Um, but you'll see the minutes were very inflated for the top six um, with you know, Stephenson, Carlson, Stone, Mark, so Smith, and Tuck all seeing a majority of the minutes at five on five in the power play. Um, they got the win, the empty net, Tuck did most of that work. But we should be getting someone back. They called up two players, and we don't know on Pacioretty. So, Matt, all of that being said, what are your leans on this game, and how are you feeling going back to Minnesota? Well, you did you did give me a great business idea. Um, Audible for hockey viz. You know, you sort of load up. You know, you load up Minnesota Vegas, and someone just sort of reads into your ears. Uh, Jared Spurgeon played 23 minutes and, you know, they just sort of list everything. I, I can see that working. Yeah. Um, I like, I said audio and then I said audible. I, I am really on one tonight. Sorry, sorry. We're, hey, we're, we're just angling for the, uh, for the sponsors, you know, uh, but yeah. they, you know, always, always, always big things for our sponsors over at prize picks. So um, anyway, on the Vegas, Minnesota angle, like, yeah, what you're saying about patches is totally true. Um, this, 
the sort of who they introduce into the lineup, whether it's Cody Glass or Dylan Sakura, you know, if it's not patches, it's probably not relevant. Uh, given the way Alex Tuck played last game, like he seems like he will be on that top line regardless of what happens here. Um, so, you know, it, it sort of feels like it's set in stone that Stevenson, Tuck, Stone will be the top line with March or so Carlson Smith. If I have to pick between them, I'm probably siding with the, uh, you know, the uh, freaking William Carlson. There's his name. That side of things. I just don't trust Chandler Stevenson just yet. Um, you know, I know Mark Stone sort of picks him up and carries him around, but frankly, I know that Vegas is favored, but I don't know. I'm feeling more underdogs. Um, I like Minnesota again. They, it looks good. Uh, if Matt Dumber's engaged in a game, like, I mean, uh, Minnesota's outlook is just so much different and Dumba was uh, a freaking monster out there, uh, putting up, I think, I believe three shots on goal, nine block shots and a goal, um, like, pretty, pretty come good. on, like he needs some help. And I think this is the game that Kaprizov steps up. You know, they're back at home. Kaprizov had success against Vegas all year. Um, Minnesota as a team had success against Vegas all year. Um, so I think they actually take care of business here in the, you know, in the money lines. And yeah, I'm, I'm more looking at the Minnesota guys myself. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is tough. Uh, if Pouch already flips the slate kind of right on its head late. So I'm of the mindset of trying to make sure I have that cap. If I'm considering playing multiple guys in this game, it's going to be hard to do that. If I kind of lock in a lot of this Toronto side, so I'll see what ends up coming to fruition there, but it's going to be hard for me to look away from Kaprizov. And it also is hard to get the right stacking line mates with him because Zuccarello and Hartman do not correlate on the power play, but they correlate on their own power play. I think you could still probably get away with it. And as you mentioned, Dumba fitting in. Kaprizov actually kind of stayed out there for most of the run. I don't know if he's quite getting OV status, but I'm interested to see if maybe, hey, like we need the score here to keep up with Vegas. Like maybe Kaprizov stays out a little bit longer on the power plate, which might just make it irrelevant. But that line stack, is, I think, is really strong still. It's just really cheap. Um, Hartman stayed right at 3,300, four shots, one block. So nine shots on goal in the first two games. Uh, for a guy at 3,300, that's really hard to beat. Yeah, um, with power play time. I mean, we're not finding yeah. anywhere. So Yeah, so I do think that that line with Dumba is a really nice value spot um, because Dumba's only 44, and he correlates with the second unit. And if Kaprizov, like I said, stays out there, the deterrent the, the on it is that he's not on the unit. But if we get, you know, I yeah, I think I keep Kaprizov out there. He is by far yeah, their most go forward. So I'm back. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm, I'm, we have to mention Fiala as well because I'm gonna keep talking. Eight shots on goal. My God. Yeah. So this is why I don't really want pieces of Pittsburgh Islanders. I don't want Montreal. Like, like my sort of like my chase, my underdog. I mean, Minnesota actually might even be bet up to a slight favorite. Um, I'm already seeing them at minus one ten. So like it might be moving. Um, I know sharp money will be coming in on Minnesota like it did for the series odds um, before game one. So, you know, at home, I think I'm in on this Minnesota side. You nailed it with the Ryan Hartman take. I think that's the guy. Um, you know, you want to get him to score plus 320. I, like, yeah, power play time, a bunch of shots. Oh, yeah, playing with Kirill Kaprizov. Like, it just unlocks so much. Um, I think that's really, really strong. Um, and, yeah, like, that's sort of where I think I will be going with this one and building around that. Um, but, 
you know, you could also get crazy with Joel Erickson Eck, who's been, you know, pretty consistent all year against Vegas, not just the four shots in each of the first two games of this year. Um, but he did have, you know, <laughs> uh, he was nearly point a game in the regular season against them. And for a guy without power play time, that's pretty impressive stuff. So, you know, if you think this is a tight checking type game, maybe Erickson Eck gets a few blocks on the power play and puts up a point or two, uh, which is really what you're looking mm-hmm. for in these, you know, uh, larger field contests over on DraftKings. So that's sort of my, you know, my overall thoughts on this game. I totally get game stacking it. You know, I think there's a lot of volume here, especially for some Vegas defensemen um, like, you know, Alex Petrangelo or Shea Theodore. The, the nice thing about playing those guys as well, if you have a, you know, Kaprizov, whatever stack, is if Patches is a late addition, you can actually scramble, you can pivot around and get a 1%, 2% max patch ready. So I do think yeah, leaving yourself yeah. some flexibility, in, you know, in DFS is what, what you want to do. Um, but as far as, you know, the, the, betting, uh, the betting side of things, I think I'm on, one, the Kaprizov shot prop because, you know, duh, um, you know, pouring out for him, not hitting it last game, but he, he had enough chances, you know, just, just missing that a couple of times. And uh, well, what are you going to do? He had two, like he was right there. Um, and then secondly, just sort of getting in on this Minnesota side of the betting action. So yeah. Anything else here? Um, I mean, it, it, looking at the to score odds and some of the props, you mentioned a few of them, but Fiala plus 200, just, I think that that's pretty sharp. The guy is absolutely firing. Um, as far as stacking goes, you know, Kaprizov and Piala could be fun with the power play correlation. I think we mm-hmm. mentioned that last podcast. Um, and then lastly, what I feel like there's one more guy. Um, eh, I, I don't know. I, I, there's really no one else that's super strong there. I think you kind of hit the main ones. Um, if you get block, uh, a chance to get some blocks, Dumba, like we mentioned, um, pretty solid bet. If you get about like 1.5 blocks, like that's jam lock. Um, Okay, I think we could probably move on unless if you had one more thing or anything else you wanted to, to touch on. No, um, so we can sort of uh, keep keep the same thing going we did the last show. Like you have exactly one bet to save your family, to save your life. You know, where we're well, getting high. Was it like Kaprizov last time? Oh boy, it was. Oh boy, my family's tough. Like, all right, mine might have been Florida, honestly. So <laughs> double or nothing. It's double or nothing. All right. It's like you watch Game of Thrones. It's like the the ladies there. You can bring them back to life or not. Now, the fire the lady. Confused look on my face. Is, yeah, yeah. That I'm not the guy. Right now, off the top of my head. I am not the guy to make uh, pop culture references to. So, okay. Big uh, apologies. I'm there. SpongeBob. I know that. All right. Yes. Now, I mean, gun to my head, I'm gonna go with one that that isn't crazy. It's not too crazy, but you know, it's only minus one thirty two. Austin Matthews to score. The guy's netting one. The guy's putting one in. They're coming back. Yeah. You're welcome, family. <laughs> yeah, look, I I hate to be, uh, you know, I, I was going to go with the Toronto uh, team total. I believe it was three and a half was about plus 105 over. I just think four or five goals is uh, very, very, very likely for the squad. Um, I don't yeah. see it from Montreal. So um, that's what I'm going all right, one stack. Like, what's the first stack you're going to do in DFS? And then we can get on out of here. Like, the, the I first stack. I, I said the Toronto one like seven times. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm i trying to find a way to do the Toronto and the Minnesota. It's really hard to make it work with uh, Kaprizov. So I'm not sure what it's going to come out to. It might end up as being the two-man Hartman-Dumba. 
And then I'm just going to look if, like, is any chance I could make it work. I'd have to take out Marner, though. There's just no other way. Um, but th- those are kind of the two. All right. I think I want to go with Barkov and Marchman. You know, obviously check, make sure that holds, but I'm pretty sure it will, seeing as Marchman was their only goal scorer last game. And it's just a great way to sort of save a bunch of salary, of course. Um, and then secondly, you know, Barkov is likely to play the most minutes of anyone on the slate. I love that. He's a guy who stuffs all four categories, goals, assists, shots, blocks. Um, and then if you want a third guy, maybe you could go with uh, Carter Verhage. I kind of prefer going with Hornfist for a very similar salary. Like they're not five on five correlated, but they're, you know, the power play. Um, So I think that's what I'm doing. Maybe Jonathan Huberto as well, though, if you have the salary. Like I think that Florida puts up some goals here. They get back, you know, right back into the thick of things with this game being fun, up-tempo. And I think Florida finally takes on their first uh, victory of the series. So, All all right. That'll do it for us. Uh, Once again, be sure to check out prize picks. Use promo code MMN when you sign up. You'll get an up to $100 match deposit bonus. So it'd be silly not to do it. Um, Yeah. Anything else before we sign off, Deej? No, definitely. uh, Thank you for listening. As always, you know, we love giving you the content, love being here. So we'll be back next week uh, on both of our platforms just giving as much information and news as possible keep reading reviewing liking commenting um following us on twitter i still am waiting for someone to send me a nice prize pick board uh, so please do that if you play if you aren't playing and can play do it for me i'll give me a dm and i'll give you, give you some stuff i mean they have some really fun and interesting ways of, of you know enjoying the, every hockey game and that's what it's all about is you're listening to this either because you're a, a hockey fanatic or b you love to gamble and you can do both and, and prize picks give you just yeah. another way of doing it. I, like I said, like if you put all this time and effort in and you're not trying to find every edge you can get, you're doing yourself a disservice and prize picks has an edge people are winning a lot of money and I'm sh- sure you can do it too. All right. Jump on over. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Mayo media net. I'm at fake moods and DJs at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Enjoy yet another day of intense playoff hockey Welcome to the Canadian teams. Enjoy the playoffs. Good luck, everybody. We will see you.